Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, oftentimes we can get so caught up in everything that's taking place in our world today that we can become depressed. We can really lose our sense of joy yeah, and even our sense of gratitude. And as Christians, we know, however, that the gift of joy is really one of the great gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit, a gift that was promised by our Lord to his disciples. And he said, no one will be able to take that joy away from you, unless, of course, we ourselves were to give it away. But this week, we've celebrated an incredible feast, the Feast of St. Philip Neri, one of the finest examples that we have in our church history of authentic joy and that sort of buoyant cheerfulness that characterized so much of the Italian temperament. He was born in the year 1515, the exact same year as Teresa of Avila in Spain. And of course, he was to grow up in the midst of the Protestant Revolution, a very difficult time for the church. But his life was going to be a shining light of the great Catholic Reformation that was to come. He was born in Firenze, up in Florence, but he really desired to serve God, and his desire to serve God eventually brought him to the city of Rome in the year 1533. Even as a layman, before he was ordained a priest, he had a reputation for sanctity, and on his own, he took up the study of philosophy and theology, which he found fascinating and deeply moved his heart and his spirit. He established the confraternity of the Blessed Trinity. The primary purpose of that group was to help pilgrims and those who were sick in the city of Rome. One of the reasons why he's remembered as a great patron of the city of Rome. At the age of 36, uh, inspired by his spiritual director, he agreed to be ordained a priest of Jesus Christ at the age of 36. He lived at the church of St. Jerome, a beautiful little church in the heart of old Rome, and there he established the Congregation of the Oratory, a group that loved music. That's where we get the oratorio from. Love music, spiritual reading, and prayer. His life was a life that was truly filled with incredible joy. He had a wonderful, marvelous sense of humor. He was always very witty, telling jokes but always manifesting it in a, with real tenderness and a sense of compassion at the same time. As one author noted, he had a mind that was continually in a state of hilarity. Uh, one of his great experiences, he went out to visit the catacombs of St. Sebastian on the ancient Appian Way, and he spent the night in prayer there, and he had a mystical experience where his heart was filled with this incredible fervor and joy of the Holy Spirit, and he felt his heart expand within his bosom. As a matter of fact, when he died and he went in, they went in to look for relics, they found that actually his heart had in fact physically expanded and was twice the size of an ordinary human heart. What an incredible man. When he would preach, he would give these brilliant spiritual discourses. And then as people were so enamored with what he had said, he would stumble down from the pulpit acting as if he was a drunk man. But his preaching was great. Oftentimes, when saying the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, he would fall into an ecstasy. Sometimes he would even levitate slightly off the ground, where his servers would have to be specially trained to hang on to that chasuble and help him continue with the Mass. What an incredible man. He numbered among his friends some of the great heroes of the Catholic Reformation, Charles Borromeo, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, and a number of popes also, 
Although some initially concerned, like Pius IV and Pius V, they befriended and came to see him as a great champion of the Catholic reform. Gregory XIII, Gregory XIV, and Clement VIII also thought very, very highly of good Philip. One of the things he really became well known for was he led these incredible popular pilgrimages to the seven churches of Rome, the seven ancient basilicas of the city of Rome. And he would take young people on these pilgrimages and he would stop and he would catechize them, teach them about the faith. They would also break for lunch, of course, an Italian tradition. You have to have a big lunch right in the middle of the day. And then they would continue on with their pilgrimage but numerous miracles were attributed to him throughout his life. He had the gift of reading souls in the confessional, just like John Vianney. It was said many people would come and he would make the confession for them. They'd be astounded. How did you know? But he would oftentimes just make a joke on how he would know. Such a sense of humor. Oftentimes, if he found someone sitting, sinning in the streets of Rome, he'd go up and he'd grab them by the ear and says, Come here, you dog. What the heck are you doing? Laughing, joking. And the people never were offended because of his absolute sincerity, his simplicity, and his incredible sense of humor. Eventually, he was given Chiesa Nuova, this beautiful, still to this day known as Chiesa Nuova, the new church right in the center of Rome. And that became the core of his apostolate. Uh, and he, through this great man, the city of Rome was transformed. Finally, in 1595, he went to meet our Lord. Now, we're living in such a time where we need the type of virtues that Philip Neri, we need that joy, we need that exuberance, and yes, we need to maintain a sense of humor. May we draw our inspiration from this great saint and be inspired by Philip Neri and imitate those sorely needed virtues and that great sense of joy. The Italians nicknamed him <laughs> Peppo Buono, Good Little Philip. St. Philip Neri, pray for us. God bless you all.